0: Do you think that maybe that's why you're so confused about your sexuality? I, I don't
1: know. Because this, like, this goes back to the question that we were talking about the other day. Like, not the other day, like, ten minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. In, like... Basically, it's like, are you all in or, or are you all out? Yeah,
0: you can't kind of... Or are you
1: half in, half out?
0: Yeah. Do you want... You can't carefully tread the waters of that environment. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, uh, you either you,
0: have to commit or not.
1: Like, are you the type of person that goes to the beach, and you know, you'll take your socks off, take your shoes off, and just like walk
0: into the water a little mm. bit? Also, are you the kind of person that doesn't wear thongs to the beach? I, also, that are you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are you? Yeah. I feel like I, you'd wear sneakers and socks and then take them off. Is that you? I'm a shoe person, man. Yeah, I, I know. Love, you are.
1: I love wearing shoes. You know what it is? I like being prepared. Mm. And mm. you're not Australian. Thongs are not being prepared mm. because you can't run, you can't jump, you can't climb.
0: Mm. Climb. <laughs> <laughs> the non-silent B yeah. in climb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Welcome to episode 21. Oh, well, a, can I do this first? <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Welcome man. to episode 21 of the Uneducated Opinions, guys. We've been on for 21 weeks now. That's yeah. pretty impressive. We haven't missed an episode Um,
1: We even have an extra episode. We do
0: have an extra episode. Do you want to tell everyone what Uneducated Opinions is actually about? No. You do it better than I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Two guys hanging out, uh, usually drinking... Actually, never... Occasionally
0: drinking drinking a beer.
1: Occasionally (laughs) drinking a beer. The gist of it is you go out, you have a few drinks, you play a couple rounds of pool, you start talking. uh, Anything and everything is on the table. Yeah. But really...
0: Do you know what you're talking about? Probably not.
1: Probably not.
0: Do you think maybe we should just change our logo to two coffee cups?
1: No. Nah. I like this.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Whoever logo. designed it is a
1: fucking genius.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Andy designed it, guys.
1: I did yeah. use, like, clip art stuff. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, what I was saying was, while, while I was using that beach analogy, mm. it came to my head that that is a very accurate representation of that what we were talking what you just brought up for some reason
0: because mm. like, you being uncomfortable with no, just who you about, are like, as a person you know about like it's okay your sexuality. I won't judge you yeah. if
1: you go like you go to the you go to the beach you're someone who doesn't want to get all in yeah right? so you're not gonna you're just gonna wade into your you know high shin mm but you never know. If you're already like a little bit in, a wave might come and just take you <laughs> and then you're fully in no matter what. Mm. Now you draw your own conclusions on what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: is that what you're worried about? N- now I am. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't before. Uh, I feel like we've really hit a good note for you today. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've learned something about <laughs> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: But mm. anyway, if we're not talking about sexuality, let's talk about that half in, half out. Cause that's how that's how a lot of us live our lives. Like we're trying to be safe.
0: Yes. So yeah. we
1: never put all our cards on the table.
0: Yeah. We're always like that's a really good segue. I can't believe you turned my being a dick to you at the start of the podcast into a good segue for conversation. Yeah, well, when you I do uh, this, as long as I do it. <laughs> <laughs> you get your fallacies mixed up as long as I do it. <laughs> that's how long you've been doing it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, well, what's a, good, what's a good example of that? In life? I think business is probably the best example. A great example.
1: Uh, yeah. Uneducated opinions is another good example. Like, yeah. we do this every week. But we're not all into giving out full opinion. Ex- oh, no, not that. Yeah. Well, I'm not into that. Apparently. Yeah, I know you're not. <laughs> uh, but it's it's more so like, what more could we be doing mm. to make uneducated opinions the pinnacle of success?
0: Mm. Mm. And
1: are we doing all of those things? No,
0: definitely not.
1: And I think
0: you're doing a good job.
1: <laughs> no, I just pretend I am. Uh, <laughs> or are we just, you know, getting by on the bare minimum?
0: Mm. We're definitely getting by on the bare minimum. I mean, there's things that we've done that we didn't have to do, like yeah. got a TV, got, setting up the studio, like we did, like all the artwork two and stuff to set up the studio. Yeah, I know. and it
1: shows in the video, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but I think there's also the, and this is where not putting all your cards on the table comes in. Where do you want to outlay, maybe the amount of money? that you want to out that you need to outlay in order to put all your cards on the table for something that may potentially fail. I think that's why it's a good I guess analogy for business in general mm. is that is it worth spending your savings that were there for you to one day buy a house to start up a business that you have come up with that idea as an entrepreneur and you want to start that but is that worth the risk cuz if that fails all of a sudden there's your life savings gone there's your income source gone because you've left your job to try and focus on that business. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think that's that's a big issue. But I also think the people that are successful in business are the people that were willing to take that risk. But that being said, there's also a lot of people that are money struggling because they took that risk and it didn't work out.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a difference between like
0: calculated risk and risk
1: yeah calculated risk and risk and also like making like if you just lay down on your sword mm. then like you're just an idiot yeah because yeah. that was a waste yeah yeah like so if you put everything on the line but it's like stupid yeah like if let's say you like this podcast well, yeah. <laughs> well, like, if, if, if we put everything we had on the line yeah. to make this podcast go really, well. go really well, like, that's a bit silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, how many podcasts are there now? Yeah, yeah. There's so a million, yeah, but there's yeah, only yeah. one,
0: two. <laughs> <laughs> Uneducated opinions and the Royal Barbell Club podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, no, I was making a joke because Why there's two, you? oh, two people, uh, <laughs> two, un- no, two uneducated opinions.
0: Oh, there is. No, they're not anymore. Ah, <laughs> oh, they've changed already. Yeah, they've changed. Uh. They're. What were they changing to? It's uneducated. It's uneducated. It's uneducated. Yeah, I did say that we would give them a bit of a shout out, so I think we should. Oh yeah. Yeah. Give it's uneducated. It's uneducated. A listen for their podcast.
1: Mm, they're an American. Uh, the two guys in America. Mm. Podcast. They very. They talk about.
0: I guess, conspiracy stuff a lot.
1: More politics and things than what we talk about, from what I've listened to on their episodes. Yeah. um,
0: From a high person's perspective. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) They're very nice to us, though, right? They are very nice, yeah. yeah. They seem seem like cool dudes. Yeah. But, yeah,
0: like, I like the conversation we have. No but. Yeah. Yeah, they, they seem like really nice guys, for sure. And they they are pretty funny on their podcast as well, so hmm. I would give them a listen.
1: Their Instagram's pretty funny. They de- yeah. they definitely come across as
0: conspiracy nuts. Yeah. On their Instagram. <laughs> I think they might be conspiracy nuts. Yeah. Mm. They so they they contact us every now and then, like mm. with a or tag us in like uh, one of their stories of a conspiracy theory, anything that's got to do with Australia, like the bushfires or anything yeah. like we cop a tag in.
1: Or like the, what was it? We should the start tagging line. them
0: in like Trump rallies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Ask for their opinion. Mm. Do you, I said this to you the other day. Um, not with everything we talk about. Some things that we talk about, it is very much just us going on a uneducated rant for the sake of going on a rant. Mm. But some things like that we talk about, especially things revolving around training and stuff, I feel like we end the podcast to be like, just remember it's an uneducated opinion, but deep down I feel like it was an educated opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah. I always think of this, like, the tag of uneducated opinions because I loved the name when um, you came up with it. Um, it, was, it was a good name. And uh, what I think is that we use that as, like, a guise to cover up like Saying what you want to say what we want to say on the podcast,
0: I still feel like you so you more so than me for sure, but there's still like like that half in half out analogy mm. of the beach like you kind of give your opinion, but I feel like both of us at times reel back a little bit on that opinion to be like let's not give too much of that because it may upset some people
1: yeah i I don't think it's more for me it's about. Actually, conveying my opinion in a coherent manner that people will not only
0: understand, understand but not misinterpret. Be
1: able to digest. Yeah. Because if you just spill your thoughts out, like a half has, yeah, um, <laughs> that's when you get backlash. Because yeah. like people can't digest it; they just like they get the front of it, and it's yeah. just like bang, like yeah. it'll just bounce off them. Yeah, that's a good point. That's so, like, point. I'm I'm here because I like talking to you, obviously, mm. but I'm also here to, like, actually change the world, you know?
0: <laughs> With your uneducated... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Did you no, hear No, I'm not that, that egotistical that yeah. I think I've changed the world. What you just said was a, um, was good. I was listening to... One of Rogan's podcasts the other day that he put up with Mark Norman. I listened to that one. Did you listen to that one? Yeah. And just how he was talking about the backlash that he got from talking about transgender women competing in the women's category yeah. for sport, and um, how everyone like came back at him being like you're transphobic and stuff like that. And I think a lot of the time he is a little bit more like me in the sense that he has, especially when he's had a few joints in the middle of the podcast, maybe he starts to spew his thoughts a little bit incoherently, and that's why that probably happens. People cop the front of, like, transgender women shouldn't be able to compete in the women's division yeah. of strength sports, and that's what people hear. They don't hear his then um, actual, actual explanation yeah. or argument behind that. So they just hear, well, he's a dick, rather than um, maybe a well-thought-out opinion.
1: Yeah. What do you think about that?
0: What do I think about that? I think it depends. I think there needs to be, there's definitely a scale there. There needs to be a scale. Um, it's, it's, It's funny, the only way that I can say that, to clarify for people that it's definitely not a transphobic thing as for why people have this opinion, is the fact that these people like Rogan or even myself, because I hold the same opinion as him, is that we don't have an issue with women to men, so transgender men wanting to compete in the male division. There's no, there's no I guess, push for that to be restricted at all. If it was purely a, we have something against transgender people, then we would be against that side of the coin as well. We're only against, or at least need to see some sort of regulation towards the opposite. So men transitioning to women and then competing in the women's division. The argument obviously being that they've had X amount of years with higher levels of testosterone to be stronger as men and then transitioning over to women now. You, we need to see some sort of research to show that how much carryover there is from when they were a man, as far as particularly strength, speed, sort of sports. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yes. Mm. I'm,
1: I'm just letting you mm. you talk. I think that's. I think
0: me. we need to see some more research before we can say definitively anything. Obviously, it's not overly well researched at this point. Mm. Um, but then the other side that he also brought up was um, the testosterone, Testosterone. even if you go the other way to say women to men transitioning, how much testosterone have they had to take for that procedure to take place and is that then going to be a benefit for them in the sport? Um, So I think really the only way at this point that we have of doing it, I know CrossFit brought out a policy maybe a year and a half ago. For that transition um, from men to women competing in the women's side of sport is they need to have a certain amount of blood work leading up to them being able to compete to show their testosterone levels are at what would be considered normal for a female. Yep. Um, they can't be still elevated to a male level. otherwise it's We know testosterone is what makes you big and strong in a man, or at least a big part of it. So we need to see that that is not an unfair advantage still. There's the other side of the coin as well that you sometimes hear where people will say it's genetics sort of thing. Like it's almost like saying, it's like what we talked about. um, I think we've spoke about this before where it's unfair. Maybe that Usain Bolt is so gifted with maybe he's probably got, there's something like, 60 different genes that are performance enhancing he's probably got 50 of them like because he's just a freak athlete Mm. i guess there's that argument on that side of the coin but that's where it gets a little bit dicey yeah when you start talking about that sort of thing because that's never been something that's been restricted um but there has also been like that's how that um indian runner that she indian or south african
1: Oh, there's been a couple of them.
0: There was a South African hermaphrodite that got found out because, not found out, but shown to be, uh, that's how they clued on to that. Maybe she was a hermaphrodite was because of her testosterone levels in her blood work. It was skyrocketed. So we know there's norms. We know there's normal categories that men and women fall into as far as testosterone levels. It works the same as a man. That's how we know that a man's been doping with testosterone, just because his levels are way above normal. That's not to say some people are naturally higher than others and, they're gifted for yeah. that reason. Um, but that's, it's just getting dicey when you start talking about transitioning. It's got nothing to do with transphobia. It's
1: what do you think about the, so that, let's say that South African runner, mm. they wanted to, and I don't know if she's already done it or if she decided to retire. Give her or estrogen replacement therapy. And stuff. They wanted to chemically castrate her basically, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? What do I think about that? Again, it's really, really, this is actually a more dicey topic than the, transgender topic in the first place. At least I think the transgender topic, there's some sort of a line that can be drawn in the sand a little bit with testosterone levels. Um, But now it's hard to draw that line with this because she she was born a female, but lived her entire life life as a female, thinking that she was...
1: She is. She is a girl. She
0: is a girl. She just happens to... Thinking
1: that she's chemically a girl as well. Yes,
0: exactly. She just happens to have... Because uh, inter- it's internal genitalia, isn't it? Yeah, like...
1: like Yeah.
0: Yeah, so she essentially has testes all, like, below where her ovaries should be, where her ovaries would be. Um, so she's still creating testosterone almost the level of what a man is. So then is the argument that is she a woman, and therefore just genetically gifted for sport, being that she has such high testosterone levels, or because all other women don't have testes and she does, is that then is she no longer allowed to compete in the female division? I actually I really struggle with an opinion on this one because mm. no, I, 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 I really don't I just want to hear you work
1: through it like out loud, mm. even if you don't come away with like a thought either way.
0: Yeah, I really. And this isn't me like biting my tongue on an opinion. I actually really struggle to have an opinion on this one because I just don't know what is fair. Mm. I, don't know, like, I don't know where fair is in this scale because it sh- I, I see it being extremely unfair, her being allowed to compete against women that don't have the same advantage, but I also see it being extremely unfair to take something away from her just because of the way she was born.
1: That was naturally given to naturally her. Naturally
0: given to her. But then that... So this is where it gets dicey then when you go back to the... trans, And that's why public. I said
1: that the way I said it. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. It gets... And we go to it's, This like, is why so many people tread around this topic. It's yeah. so hard to... It's... it's that's why I'm treading around it even. To me, it's a travesty that
1: you would chemically castrate someone for the pursuit of, like, like anything. Mm. It's just, it seems so mean. It seems so, it just seems so harsh. Yeah. She hasn't done anything wrong. No, she hasn't. She's just lived her best life. She's trained so hard mm. to get to where she is. Yeah. And she's killing it. Mm. And to have that be, like, the end result. Yeah. Then on the other side, you take a utilitarian approach and we say the greatest good for the greatest number. Yeah, and like it would, have, it would be, the greatest good for the greatest number, if we sacrifice the one. Yes. Right. That's correct. So like that's that's the, that's the rub of it. Like, which is the right way to go? Yeah. Is mm. one person's life more valuable than this the is sport? is like the conversation we had two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Or is the sport more valuable than one person's life? Mm. This is one of the big, biggest fights I've ever had with Kush.
0: Is it? It yeah. was
1: over the the um, trans athletes competing, and she was like, "They're women, you know." Like she was really adamant, mm. and was like, "I don't even know if we can be together <laughs> if, you, if you believe the things that you believe." And I was like, "I don't know what I believe. I just yeah. I just know that it's not as simple as what mm. what you're saying." Mm. And um,
0: no, I, I have I've, I have an adamant opinion on that one. Well, and that is, and my, my opinion is that if genetically you were born a man and you've transitioned into a woman, there needs to be, I'm not saying you can never compete as a female, yeah. because you are a female, that's fine, I'm fine for that, I'd, whatever you feel is what you are, that's fine, doesn't bother me at all, but that being said, there needs to be some sort of a guideline or some research to show that you are not now at an unfair advantage over everyone else, okay? Because, and I'm not saying this happens often, but I'm sure that at some point, if we just overarched and said, if you've transitioned, it's fine, you can compete, that's all good, I'm sure there will be someone out there, some twisted fuck out there, that decides they're going to transition so they can get a gold medal, Hmm. regardless of how they do it. I'm sure there's someone out, and there's going to be people that are, that are going to say to me, "There's no one that twisted." Well, but we had people, we had, we have like, it there is people out there that twisted. It's and just then a fact.
1: On the other, on the other spectrum as well, mm. you got to consider that. Look at the things that countries like Russia, China, all of them are Do. doing to make their athletes win gold medals. Yeah, it might not be in the hands of the athlete. No, can you imagine? You have a a young boy yep. growing up, let's say he's doing weightlifting, yep. he's very strong, he's doing well, you know. Agents, steps in. Kinda androgynous anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, you you know, like government comes in and says, Hey, you know, like we're gonna win a gold medal in the female category, we're gonna put you on this, you're gonna become a woman, you don't have a choice. Yeah. Done deal. Like so it's it's not time, so far out of the realm of possibility. No. That, that's a scary thought as well. Fucking
0: oath that's a scary thought. Yeah.
1: Imagine a young kid, like, being forced to do that.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. Like, there's, there's, there's so many... But there's so many issues in the world today, I guess, that... Um, sport is the smallest of them? No, no, yeah, sport is the smallest of them. But that can be blown out to a large scale to say... If we go down this path, look at what could potentially happen. And it's very easy to sit from where we are are and comment on it. But it's also very easy for other people who feel personally invested. See, the thing is I don't feel personally invested in any of these topics Mm. because it doesn't personally affect me. I'm not competing in the female category. I'm not a woman competing in the female category against potentially transgender women. And I'm also not looking to transition over... To a woman, so that I can compete. Yeah. Like so, personally, it has no effect on me in any way, shape, or form. So it's very easy for me to make a non-biased, I guess, um, semi-non-biased anyway, because obviously yeah. everyone has their own values and opinions already. But it makes very—it's uh, very easy for people who do feel personally invested in it to allow the emotional side of things to take hold of their opinion, and then maybe be blind to the sorts of things that you just brought up then in a potential bigger picture and it's very easy to push that away and be like that'll never happen but we can't or we can't be worried about that because it's affecting people now and that sort of thing but that's true but we've seen we've seen history yeah
1: previously where
0: things do blow out like that and you do and then I'm sure there's a lot of the time with history blowing out like that where people have gone fuck if we could go back sort of thing and Stop that from happening, like yeah i I would hate to persecute anyone
1: for how they how they feel or yep. how they are mm. um and that was a that was a thing that if you are born a man and you'll deep down just know in your heart that you're a woman, yeah, um that's not a choice, no like what you do with that feeling and information it is a is choice, a choice. Yeah. but like it's not a choice like that's how you feel Like I mean yes. that's that's how that's who you are you are a woman yeah um I guess the the only way that this could work out I see is if you think about sports as like classes you got weight classes you got age classes and you got gender classes what do we do when we have a problem with drugs and sport? We change the weight classes. Yeah. What do we do? You know, what, what can we do? We've just got to redefine these the classing systems, gender, maybe. gender classes, make it a system that fits for everyone. everyone. So let's say because this calls, people are like, "Oh, we'll just have three classes. We'll have you know, mm. a transgender class." Like that's not going to work. There's never going to be enough enough people to fill that class. So we have to we only have two classes and we have to split them up. So I think if you have like you the way you'd have to do it is pick some definitions of the two classes. They might not be male female, they might be class A class B. Let's just say that. Yeah. If you're over this much testosterone, you're in this class. If you're under this much testosterone, you're in this class or there might be some other factors, you know, like whatever it is. Mm. I, I'm not smart enough to come up with them, yeah. but I can only see that's an interesting
0: approach that I've never I can heard that before.
1: Only see it working is if there is like clear definitions yeah. on what these two classes are. Mm. I think that's the fairest thing for everybody. Mm. And you, you might see some smaller men in class B. You mm. might see some larger women unfairly put in class A, but for the broad majority, and that takes into account this problem with this poor girl from Africa, South Africa. Mm. It takes into account um, someone like Usain Bolt, that just is just genetically, genetically ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so because that's the other argument as well. Like with that, with that girl, that is being chemically castrated down to the likes of other women. Like, why isn't Usain Bolt chemically castrated down to the likes of just the other, other four dopers that were underneath him? Yeah, yeah. Like, if he's naturally above doping males, yeah. like, shouldn't he be chemically castrated Do you castrated reckon Usain down? Bolt wasn't doping? I don't know. Like, I mean, if the top five underneath him were, like, that's some gift from God, right? Yeah. So, who knows? mm I would never say it to an athlete who's never tested positive mm. but then I, I would say yeah. sometimes you get an opinion who Yeah. no no like who knows who knows yeah
0: it's impossible to be sure without a positive test right
1: yes exactly mm. or at least like until one turns up
0: mm. <laughs> we need to um, even with that discussion that you've just given and I know you said like there's you're not sure where the lines need to be drawn, but that's where I think some of the research needs to come in to show. Just because your testosterone levels are now at the level that puts you in that class B mm. or whatever, that's not to say that because your testosterone levels were so high for so long, there's not some sort of carryover, carryover effect. effect. We know that there's even a car- We know there's a ca- carryover effect with people who take steroids. Mm. Is that um, long term? That's why. That's why there's a massive argument after people serve their ban. Should they really be allowed to come back to the sport? Yeah,
1: because the change in muscle nucleotide was that nucleotides. That was? Yeah, yeah, nucleotides, and then is
0: lasting. Is, yeah. yeah, and so we, why? And we know we we even know that the change in muscle nucleotides due to increased testosterone does last. We know that to be a fact. Maybe not to uh, exact standards that we would like. Like maybe we don't have exact numbers that we maybe would be helpful when making. Uh, categorizations of people but that being said we like it's very rough ground right it's because the effect that has I'm not saying it is the same because obviously they're two very different issues but the effect and the outcome on performance that being a man for 20 years first and having that test natural testosterone and then phasing that out through transition can be likened to the same as taking steroids for seven years and then having that carryover effect. I'm not saying the situations are the same, but I'm saying the potential end result, as far as performance is concerned, may be the same. Mm. Yes.
1: I yeah I agree. And then you also have to take into account things like bone density. You know, changes yeah. in ligament tendon strength. Yeah. Which is generally weaker with testosterone, but like,
0: mm.
1: we have to take everything into account.
0: Yeah. And there's then. <laughs> Then there's the side of the coin where is it just too much to take into account that we're never going to get a fair system? Mm. And then maybe the utilitarian approach is the only way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and, as, and that's horrible to say because the only outcome there is maybe shunning the minority group a little bit, mm. which would suck to have to say to people who were born a man but are women and had and transitioned over... To say you are not allowed to compete in the... Sport you love. Sport you love. That is maybe a horrible thing to do to someone. Yeah, you consider like us who... Our entire identities are
1: wrapped up in...
0: Sport. Sport. Yeah, that may be a horrible thing to say to someone and I would hate to have to do that to someone. But is that potentially the only... way that we can do it? At this point anyway. Until maybe the transitioning process as there's more research moving into that maybe that gets better to the point where we can say that someone is now at the point as if they were born a female and that is they're now at the exact same position they would be in regardless
1: Mm. the problem is we're so unique that every person's experience is so different
0: yeah but it's impossible you can't have and we do i know we do we shouldn't though we can't have gray area in sport Yes, there can't be grey area because when there's grey area, that's when there's a lot of openness to unfair advantage.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, it can be argued that the subjectivity within sport, the humanity that that brings, is what makes sport great. Yeah, like
0: when there's a when there's a. I'm not not saying that I necessarily think that that that's the only way to do it, but what I'm saying is it's very very hard to define a line.
1: Yeah, like I, like I, In, I, the near only reason, impossible
0: to define. The only reason
1: now. I bring that up is like this is completely off topic to what we've been talking about. But like you take into account, like a referee system or something that's fallible. Like mm. the fact that that is fallible is part of sport that's interesting as well. Yeah, you know, video refs take out that, but it kind of sucks because it just means like what's the point of having the ref there? Like yeah, there's no gray area. What's
0: your opinion on that? Do you think that, say, um. And I know you don't like it, but let's say cricket, for example. So
1: I, I have nothing against cricket. I oh, just okay. think it's boring.
0: Okay. So in cricket, you have the f- LBW is a form of dismissal in yep. cricket. So leg before wicket, if the umpire deems that the ball.
1: So what's BBW?
0: <laughs> Not a cricket term. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe just a category you enjoy. <laughs> um, LBW is leg before wicket, which is. That if the umpire deems that the ball impacted the player's leg or pad without contacting the bat and the ball would have gone on to hit the stumps, yeah. as long as the impact was in line with the stumps as well, then they're out. right?
1: So the trajectory of the ball, the ball would have
0: ca- been straight to the wicket... And hit the stumps. And hit the stumps. Yeah. So if the umpire deems that, then they're out. Is, because that's the way the sport was played forever... Should we still have that or now that we have all these things with technology where we can track where the ball was going to go, that's why we have a review system where players can now review the decision. They only get a certain amount of reviews. Like in tennis, you only get a certain amount of challenges. But should we just get rid of the umpire in that situation altogether and just get the... Like a robot. Yeah, and just get the spot-on outcome every time or is that going away from what sport is? Mm. Like, what's your opinion? Like, is because the tradition
1: of sport more important sport than the,
0: the accuracy of it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, like, in a sport that takes so long to play anyway, like, what's a few extra seconds? Mm. Uh,
0: like, that was my first thought. Mm. But even in something like... It, 2020 uh, or whatever uh, it you know, is. Yeah, but even in, not even if we go away from cricket, even in tennis. Yeah, in tennis. I know tennis can still be a long sport to watch, but even in tennis, what if? why can we not have some sort of a... If we have the ball trajectory stuff with, I can't remember the name of the technology that they use, but why can we, why do we even need linesmen? Why can't we just have, we definitely have the technology to do it, why can't we just have some sort of a robot system that sounds a buzzer when the ball was not inside the court yeah. upon landing? Like, why do we even need to have the human error there? Why can't it just be... there no, you don't. think, But then that's... Is it the tradition of sport? You know what I mean. Like yeah. that's just that's how sport was played. How far away from the group, the roots of sport, do we want to go? Just because we have the technology available. Well, what is the
1: spirit of sport? It's just like one-upmanship and like you know being better than your opponent mm. and doing that for people to see, cheer and go mm. kind of like. <sighs>
0: And is the controversy of bad decisions in sport half the reason why we love sports so much?
1: It is. It definitely... Like, people will say, like, nah, I, nah, I hate not that at all. bit.
0: But how, how much publicity does it bring when some rugby league player put his foot on the line while scoring, scoring a try and should have been out, but he wasn't out and they didn't take it to the video referee? Yeah. Like, for the next three weeks, you'll hear Parramatta fans buddy up in arms about that because it but shouldn't have been a try. But why only the
1: Parramatta fans? Like... Surely if their team was better, then they wouldn't have yeah, to... Yeah, 100%. Go yeah, if they just had a
0: half-decent team. <laughs> <laughs> no, any team. Yeah. Any team. But
1: yeah. it does seem to be always
0: permanent. Yes, it does. Too, too. But I think maybe that's just where we live. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah all Queensland teams. Any Queensland team will get up, up it for a loss. They'll find any reason why they lost. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I also am not a massive NRL person at all. Like... I'm much more into union than I am into NRL, so I think a lot of the NRL is a joke anyway. <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> um, I would... Because then you go into something like soccer, mm. where you've got that weird thing where people, like, fall down and oh, cry Oh, a dive? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is and that like part that's, of the sport? That's is just that horrible.
0: part of the sport? It is because it's been that way for so long. So maybe it's tradition of sport, yeah. right? But it's horrible sportsmanship. Mm. Like it's a horrible way to play the game, and I hate that that's in the sport. That's one of the biggest reasons why I'm not a massive fan of soccer. Is just because at that professional level, there is literally people that still take dives in, in every game.
1: And but like, and like the, that's not taking away from the amount of skill. No, not and at all. Incredible players, show.
0: but seriously, just play the game like. What we don't need the theatrics, like. But
1: well, that's it. Is the thea- and that's what the human element brings theatrics. Yes. And if you take that away,
0: mm. they. I don't is, think soccer. Uh, I don't think soccer would be any worse off if we took away people's ability to carry no. on. Yeah. Like, oh man, it, like there, there's times where players don't even. I've seen video. We've seen videos on YouTube and stuff where, or in games where people haven't even touched the other player. And they've been like squaring off like this, yeah. and they haven't even touched. And then he's gone down because it's like he's punched him in the face or something. And you're like, "Dude, that's horrible. It's like, yeah. so bad. That's even just unsportsmanlike conduct. That should be if you if you get because like, they will credit to the referees in soccer if they can see it was a blatant dive, yeah. they won't give them the penalty, which is good. Like the but you should also be sent off then, but right? You should. You should be like that's unsportsmanlike conduct." see you later. Watch in, I know I'm just like super biased towards sport, but watch in rugby union if there is like a professional foul in the act of scoring like potentially scoring a try they will give a penalty try or a red card, which is the player being sent off right, so if you and me, if you're on the other team and my team's on your try line about to score the try and you realise that you really need to do something to stop this try being scored, so you do something illegal like stick your hands in the ruck to get the ball away yeah. to stop us from being able to score that try at the last second. If the referee deems that you did that in the opportunity of the other team scoring a try to stop them from scoring a try, if he believes the try was definitely going to be scored, it'll be a penalty try and um, a yellow card, I think.
1: Is it worth doing that anyway? Just cause, like A lot the of the rest- time, yeah,
0: 100%. But if he deems that it was definitely going to be a try scored, then they get the try anyway. Yeah. And all you do is get your team penalised. Yeah. So it's stupid. But on the other side of the coin, yes, if he doesn't deem they were definitely going to score the try, you get red carded, they're down to 14 players for the rest of the match because yeah. you're on the sideline. But is it worth stopping them from scoring the try in some game situations? Potentially.
1: Yeah, especially if it's a last...
0: Last-ditch like, effort? Yeah, for sure. Or well, last, like, last, last couple of minutes yeah. and you're ahead by a couple of points? Yeah, 100%. And players will do that. Players are smart enough to do that.
1: But then you take that away if you... If that risk is not there, like if you're always going to get that red card because yeah. there's a camera on you, yeah, then it changes the game, right? Yeah. So the problem then is that these technologies completely change the game.
0: Yes, it, it, can, it can eliminate or human error. Or at least
1: a huge factor of the game. And is that worth it or is that not? mm we're really tackling the tough questions today.
0: Mm. I, I'm really- I, re- I I do believe that controversy is part of what makes sports so interesting to us as people. Mm. I think that's part of the reason why we enjoy it so much. Because... Well,
1: why you enjoy it. Mm. Some of us don't like sports.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why it's so easy to get wrapped up in a match. Like mm. It's so easy to get wrapped up in watching the Wallabies play against New Zealand and seeing something on the tv that the ref didn't pick up that the other team did it's so easy to get up and be so into the match because you're yelling at the tv about something that the opposing forward did that the ref didn't see and this is bullshit or whatever but it's that so would taking that aspect away from the game make the sport less interesting yes i guess that's really the question that you're asking is the sport going to be less interesting but then you've also got the traditionalists where the same reason why, I know you probably don't even know about it, but they, a lot of people were so against bringing in day-night test matches in cricket. Um, so matches that start in late afternoon and move into playing under lights. People were very against that for a long time because it's just not cricket like that ad. It's just not cricket. Um,
1: Wait, that's what that ad was about?
0: Yeah, all those things. Like every time there was a change in cricket.
1: God, that seems so dumb.
0: Yeah, it was a good ad though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And things like that, like the day-night test match, um, it's no longer traditional. Like, There's still a lot of traditionalists in cricket, particularly being a fairly traditional sport, that don't like you touching the test match. Like, It's a five-day format. It's the traditional way to play the game at a professional level, so they don't like you playing with the rules and that. Just leave it how it is. So like,
1: it's okay to play with the ball, but not okay to play with the lights.
0: Well, I didn't say there was many Australians that are (laughs) traditionalists. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. David Warner certainly isn't. <laughs>
1: um, isn't it funny that I seem to be able to bring that up all the time yeah, for I some know.
0: Reason. You do bring it up a lot. It's the only crooked joke it's I have. It's a sore spot for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason that people love sport, I can only imagine,
0: is... <laughs> Oh, I can only imagine. You yeah. love sport, just not any good ones.
1: Yeah, not, not any popular ones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he's a big curling fan.
1: I do like the curling. And do you?
0: <laughs> yeah, of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um the, the reason people like sport is because they're invested in, in a team or an athlete, mm. because they they love them because of their story, because of everything to do with them. And that's why like Kobe was like such a like a, a huge sore spot for so many people. Like, it's...
0: We didn't talk about that last week. We didn't? No.
1: Oh, okay. So, obviously, you guys know Incredibly because sad. you're really... you people
0: that... Have social media of any yeah. kind or TVs.
1: Kobe Bryant died yeah. in a helicopter crash with his uh, young 13-year-old daughter, a couple of her friends. I think nine people died all up. Yeah. So, like, terrible, tragedy. terrible tragedy. Super sad. Like, if you... No, and like if you've heard Kobe talk about like the reason that he even has a helicopter and stuff, it's because he wanted to spend more time with his kids. Yeah. So like he he got that so that when he's going to game or when he's going to training, he can come back to take his kids to school, spend that extra twenty minutes with them. Yeah. Like to do that kind of thing. And when you hear those things, like it makes it even mm. sadder that he passed that way. Mm. Um,
0: especially with one of his kids.
1: Especially with one of his kids, and you consider like. You, you know, like he's leaving behind his wife and he has two other daughters. Yeah. So like that family is never going to be the same. Mm. And none of the the other families that were affected by this crash are ever going to be the same. Yeah. It had a lot of um, media coverage because Mm. he's such a beloved player. Yeah, people love him. And he did only, a lot.
0: He did a lot for not only that sport but sport in general. Exactly, and yeah. you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a face that everyone knows and for a reason.
1: Exactly, he's a top bloke, and you know, like people love him. And we were very invested in his story of yeah. becoming the greatest basketballer of all time. One essentially, mm. you know, like it's a toss up between him the top three: well, and LeBron, now. yeah, uh, taken too soon. Like, but the reason I bring him up, I just wanted to say all of those things because it's. Like, I want you guys to know my feelings on Kobe. Like, I think it's so sad.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's a huge loss to the sporting world because he did a a lot for growing the sport of basketball. Yeah. Which, as someone who obviously enjoys and loves sport, it's always good to see a great, one of the greats give back to the sport that essentially made him who he is Mm. and then we can potentially because of the work that he does with the sport see another kobe bryant or never going to see another kobe bryant but see more players of his caliber in 20 years time because he brought them into the sport yes like giving back to the community of basketball which is pretty awesome for sure
1: and just this is not my point at all but there was this um i think this was an interviewer once that asked him like oh like does it suck for you basically that you have three daughters and like you mm. don't have a son to carry on your basketball legacy mm. and his daughter was like basically like fuck that I'm gonna be top in the WNBA yeah and mm. you know he's been like a big push to yeah. to grow this WNBA mm. as well
0: well that's why she was with him because she's were gonna like again, yeah and he's
1: so like that's even sadder now like when you think about that like yeah he mm, was yeah. obviously a great Father and she was a great daughter. Mm. No, I'm yeah. sad. But anyway, <laughs> um, the reason I brought that up was because, like, we're invested in these characters. Yeah. Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Jordan, like all of those cool cats. Yeah. And that's our love for the sport. Is in the player. Is in the player. Is in them overcoming obstacles. It's in yeah. them being like dominators. Mm. So. If there is no injustice in sport, like there is when there's a bad call, mm. then that's just one less obstacle that they have to face. And is the story of their life less mired by that? And is it less interesting because of it? Yeah. That would be my only argument for like, why a lot of these video referees and stuff may be Bath not the sport. best idea. Mm.
0: Yeah, do you think that maybe we should just go to... Do you think we'd be better off just having no challenge system and everything and get rid of it, go back to completely normal, like how it used to be then before we had the technology?
1: Well, I think there's a this challenge system is a good in-between. Yeah. It's not so far... Gone. Gone that you're like... But then it also puts the referees in check because they can't be um, dodgy.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Like it's also... Can't... um, It's... Yes, it's probably it's good to avoid rigging like yes yeah. that's, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought of that. but it's also there like the whole reason it was brought in in cricket, for example, like the lBW rule was to like in cricket it's called the howler, which was just to get rid of the howler call like the umpires just had an absolute brain fade and giving someone out when it was like so far off out that the batsman's like, what the fuck, no, like review that, mm. go upstairs and it's like, okay, that was way out. But now it's no longer like that. And like tennis, the same, like maybe it was originally brought in to be like the linesman's just had a brain fade and called it, called it in when the player at the other, other end's gone was half a foot out what do you mean it's in and then he can challenge it and be like it's just getting rid of that one really bad call maybe yeah. not but now it's it's being used for the minute ones mm. um, and you even see every now and then like there will be a howler call like an absolute howler where they'll call it call him out lbw and he's like but they're out of challenges like they've got no challenges left so they can't review it
1: yeah That's a toughie, because in those long games...
0: But I do like your opinion on rigging. That's a... I hadn't thought of that before. Yeah, just like...
1: But I didn't take into I I didn't think about, like, sometimes it's not on purpose that your umpire, referee is incompetent. Sometimes, like, it's a long game. Like, it's hard to...
0: Stay on top of it.
1: Yeah, stay on top of it if you're there for, like, multiple days and whatnot, and, like, for multiple hours in a day.
0: Yeah, especially something like cricket. Mm. Mm.
1: So, like, that's... You know, like, you're just basically staring at stumps and...
0: Mm. Well, you think it's hard for the players to stay switched on. Imagine how hard it is for the umpire. Yeah,
1: exactly. They're Mm. not even doing much. I mean, like, I know they're doing a lot, but, like... Yeah, but
0: they're not even... They're not involved in the game happening itself. Yeah, and And
1: a good umpire referee is definitely not emotionally involved in the game. Yes. Right? Like, if they are, then they're making bad calls anyway.
0: Mm.
1: Interesting. What's the time? Do we have to wrap up?
0: Yeah, it's probably not a bad spot, right? We didn't even get to any of the things that we were going to talk about.
1: No, I thought I really enjoyed talking to yeah, you today. That, that was good. About that, stuff. that was
0: a good one. Alrighty, thanks for listening, guys, to episode twenty-one of the Uneducated Opinions. You can follow Andy at Train with Andy and me at Norman 250 (laughs) on Instagram. Uh, You can follow the Uneducated Opinions at Uneducated Opinions. Check us out on Facebook as well. We now post all our videos up there as well, or Andy posts all our videos up there as well. If you're watching on YouTube, then make sure you're subscribed and that you hit that little notifications bell. If you're not watching on YouTube, it'd be cool to do us a favor, go on there, check it out on YouTube as well. Maybe for next week's episode, check it out on YouTube. You can see sort of the things that actually take place while we're talking as well. Uh, Not just hearing our voice, you can see our cool studio set up with our graphic that Andy did for us on the TV at the back here. So,
1: halfway through your conversation before, Mm. you know how we were talking about the lighting issue? Yeah. Some of that might be backlighting because this is too bright. Yeah. Reflecting back into the camera, and that could be why we're getting grainy footage as well.
0: Would be better off having it We can talk about it later. (laughs) So anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that notifications bell. If you're enjoying the podcast, let your friends know about it. Uh, We'd really love for the podcast to keep growing. Um, Share it
1: on like your Insta story. Yeah, share on your Insta
0: story and give us a tag. We'll mention you back. Uh, We'd love for the podcast to keep growing with the minimal effort that we put into it. Um, That'd be fantastic (laughs) if it would grow without having to put any more into it. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya.